Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and CT Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. We are joined by the CEO of MRM Limited, Manish Mera. He is here to talk to us about MRM and what they do and the warranty of the product that they the products that they produce. Good morning, Manish. Good morning. Karibu Sana to Kenya's biggest conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. You know, we'll be talking about how to make sure that our roof is fine. Manish, tell us about MRM. So we've known Mabati Rolling Mills, we've seen, you know, adverts for it. We have seen those who have traveled down Mombasa Road have seen the factory where it is just here in Rolongo and others. Tell us about it. What's this company? Yeah. So Mabati Rolling Mills was uh, uh, started uh, more than 60 years ago. In fact, <laughs> in fact, it was one year before Kenya's independence mm-hmm. in 1961. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the genesis of two gentlemen's efforts, uh, Dr. Manu Chandaria and Dr. Uh, Dhirubhai Shah. So there are two families, mm. the Chandarias and the Shahs, who came together mm. and uh, founded this company. And the company's name was not Babati Rolling Mills when it, it was started. It has had various avatars. And the previous name, uh, maybe you might uh, recall, it was called Galsheet. Galsheet was one of the famous names. This is the same company? That's right. Yeah. Ah, okay, I remember <laughs> Galsheet. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the name changed somewhere around yeah, 30 years ago to Mabati Rolling Mills. Mm-hmm. And uh, the company started uh, basically to provide, you know, um, a cover to protect the people. In, in, in a, if I were to, uh, like, say in a bigger sense what the purpose was. And uh, that time it was all uh, galvanized sheets, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, then in the year of uh, in 99, the company brought in a new technology, which is called AluZinc, which was a better technology for uh, uh, corrosion resistance. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is what we have been making since that time. Uh, subsequent to that, uh, we introduced uh, color because earlier it was all plain sheets, what you see mostly around. Yeah. But when the uh, income level started rising and people wanted a better product, then the company introduced colored sheets. And uh, this was uh, in the year 2005. Mm. And then we have been uh, making these. And uh, in those days, there was not much competition as well. There were not many companies into into this field. Um, But in the last few years, competition has really intensified, especially in the last 10 years or so. Mm. There are many players, uh, there are big players who are uh, manufacturing in Kenya. And uh, then there are a lot of importers who are getting in material uh, for uh, independent profilers. Mm. So uh, it has really intensified. The consumers' expectations have also changed over the years. And uh, But the company has you know, always uh, remained at the forefront of technology and innovation. And um, of course, it is uh, the first and foremost objective is to make sure that it keeps growing in this market and uh, to provide the best quality products mm. which the consumers can afford. Do you still maintain the market share? 
मार्केट शेयर देर हेज बीन अ चैलेंज देर हेज बीन स्ट्रेस ऑन द मार्केट शेयर इन द लास्ट फ्यू ईयर्स and uh, it was compounded due to the shortages which arose during the covid period when supply chains got affected so a lot of companies could not uh, get access to steel supplies and during that time um, uh, the proliferation of the uh, local uh, you know profilers it enhanced mm-hmm. and uh, you know once the consumers you know uh, start using some other material and this is something which uh, you do not see a bad quality immediately yes because when you put the roof on the head it will the color will remain okay mm. it will look good for 2 3 years and if the price is say 20% cheaper then you might go for it and especially in the times when the income levels are under uh, stress mm. so this is what has happened in the last few years we have had some pockets it has not been uniform with some pockets where uh, yes our um, share has dwindled so i would admit that mm. and uh, yes we are now on the path to recovering that but there's something that you've said yeah this is a lot of investment in technology investment in knowledge as well and that would cost a lot there other players like you've said who've come in and they are just local profilers others are importing and people are looking at costs when the consumer starts looking at cost the consumer then unless they are aware they forget about quality and what it means to actually have a proper roof over your head what is it that a consumer should really be thinking of when they're buying roofing roofing uh, solutions yeah so uh, you know for uh market leaders like mrm the first and foremost task is to make sure that uh, the value proposition for its brands is well set and there is a price value equation which we have to consistently keep examining uh that even if the consumer is paying 20% more what is it that 20% for so the task becomes communication of the uh, value which he gets from our brands and uh we have been embarking on that journey in terms of communicating to the customer that if he is buying this brand from mrm it will last that much longer and hence you know the price which you are paying right now is probably worth it it's a tough ask and you know it's not so easy to you know again it, it comes back to that mathematics thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know uh, that's that, that's what all uh, you know the uh, market leaders do and uh, that is one second is through our extensive network of distributors and retailers across the country mm-hmm. we make sure that the product is available in uh, as many shops which sell mabati as possible mm. so on one hand we create brand awareness we we do the communication and when the consumer goes there in the market and buys if he or she does not find the product then also we lose at that stage so th- these two tasks go hand in hand mm-hmm. creating awareness and ensuring availability because if you miss out on one of them then it's a challenge yeah if indeed quality then is directly attached to the cost and the competition you say may not necessarily offer the value and the quality that you do what hinders you from producing the same material the same product that may not be as pricey but we but which has guarantees that one can actually rely on meaning what prevents you from diversifying yes that's a good, that's a good question mr buga you know that um, what yeah so 
this is clear that we have to offer the best quality yes that is right mm. and we have to uh, second is also uh, important that you know we are not an elitist company we make products for all segments whether it is uh, at the entry segment mid segment and then the top segment although sometimes when you talk of technology and innovation what comes to mind is that the, the company would be you know pricey mm. the products would be pricey we are not that mm. uh, so that is what uh, we are doing you know we are uh, going to promote uh, uh, a brand which is not that expensive but it still comes with those warranties which the consumer expects so in fact we have recently gone on uh, radio just few days ago with promoting that brand mm-hmm. it is called dumurangi mm-hmm. it is a colored product mm-hmm. at the first step when the consumer wants to graduate up from dumuzas which is the unpainted product mm-hmm. which the company has so we are uh, going to uh, promote this product in certain regions we are uh, of course we are not saying that nobody in uh, other regions cannot buy the product but like for example western is a strong market for us which has got little better income levels western kenya the central and the rift valley that is where the income levels are little low so that market they prefer little cheaper products mm. so uh, we are promoting this brand more in those regions we have just started so and also we have come out with you know uh, we have economized the product by just giving a little uh, lesser width to the sheet mm. we have done our studies that technically the sheet will still cover the roofs but it will make the product little more economical mm. for the consumer so we have just embarked on this these particular things for this brand and as you said mr buga there will be other ways also we will keep exploring other ways how we can you know keep offering uh, the products in a manner in which it reaches the consumer in a more economical manner sure you mentioned that you know a lot of things change you talk about market share changing especially after covid so we saw that a lot of things also suffered uh, when it came to then counterfeits uh, because the nature of buying changed the nature of supply also changed has this been a challenge where you see that there are goods in the market maybe mirroring what you've been able to do and how then have you been able to counter that yeah so you are absolutely right uh, due to the uh, shortage which occurred in the market the imports came in and uh, they the, we faced challenges on two counts one is the counterfeiting the other is substandard and in kenya what we have so, seen more are the substandard products mm-hmm. counterfeiting is something which we have observed in uh, markets outside kenya DRC in particular but i will talk about kenya mm. so substandard products have come in and um, you know when you pick up those sheets i have seen some of those sheets you know they are just like paper <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know i wonder when people put on their in their houses <laughs> and if a strong wind comes then what is going to happen wow yeah so with the help of <laughs> so how do they get into the country Yeah. When you talk about substandard, substandard roofing solution means that, like you said, if you're putting just the paper <laughs> on your roof, yeah, how much cheaper is it from? Yeah, so it it can be like between twenty to forty percent cheaper oh, okay. than uh, what we have to offer, and um, we have been working with authorities mm. uh, to counter that, and um, uh, along with other industry players uh, who are the local manufacturers. 
along with KAM, the Kenya Association of Manufacturers. Mm. So there have been some successful initiatives in uh, ensuring that those substandard products are seized and uh, the sales of those products are prohibited. So that we are taking the assistance of government agencies for that. So we have had some successes, but there is a battle which has to be continuously fought. Because, you know, you do it once, then uh, those things lie low for a period of three to six months and they resurface. If you are to estimate, how much are we talking about in terms of availability of this substandard product in the market, in terms of percentage of the overall market or in terms of numbers? Yeah, so I can give you percentage uh, around, say, 25 to 30 percent of the products in the market would be would fall under this category. The local manufacturers, they comprise around two thirds of the market or 70 percent. Mm. The rest is what is coming in. And, and, it's, and it's substandard. Yeah. Largely That's, it is substandard. That is a huge Manish. 30% is a big issue. 30% is, it impacts also into tax revenues for the government. Absolutely. And 30% you know, uh, talks about safety of 30% of newly built homes in the country. 30% is huge. We have an anti-counterfeit authority. We've got, of course, the Kenya uh, Bureau of Standards Standard. and all the others. How do they manage to evade all these watchful authorities? So we had a launch of MRM warranty on uh, 8th of February uh, at our Athi River uh, office where we also had a media roundtable where some of these uh, agencies were representative. Both of what you have mentioned, Eric, the senior officials were there. Mm -hmm. And you know, we had a healthy discussion about uh, these things. And uh, how they evade is it's on two fronts. One is um, under de declaring the volume, the tonnage which comes in, mm -hmm. and under declaring the price at which it comes in. So, of course, uh, we need and uh, we uh, seek the support of the government agencies to check these things when uh, they come into the <laughs> into the country at the port. Mm. Some of the things which are stated is, you know, how to really test the sheets. Mm. And again, you know, it involves destructive as well as non-destructive testing. And some of those, uh, you know, equipment need to be uh, available. Mm. And then the question is always, you know, how much one can test? In fact, in some countries, uh, what I've heard, the industry players have come together and for kind of fund has been created to make sure that the government tests each and every coil which comes in. But then that fund has come by the industries. Yes. Here, there has been no such initiative till now. Mm. Sure. To do that. I mean, it seems to me that a lot of times you only then know what has come in that has not met the mark of quality or that actually is counterfeit or, or substandard after the fact that it's after the purchase or it's after the construction that you may have found this. So, I mean, you talk about having been in operation for over half a century. Here we are looking at. How then would you say, what is the best practice that you would ask people to look out for? I mean, somebody's bill. How, how would you advise that folks say, this is the mark of quality that we're looking for? I mean, how would you then know the difference between a sheet of paper and, you know, yes, a proper... Yes you know piece of equipment from MRM. Yeah, that's a very good question Andrew. so what we have done is you know we have a, a, a standard list of the 
quality marks which the consumer can look at mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we have this point of sale material which we are putting up at our retailers and we say that when you buy dumuzas please look for this jet printing which is there and a new regulation has come in which is just from last year that there is a standardization mark which has to be put on all the sheets which are being produced now these marks are not linked to the place of manufacture which is mm. mariyakani mm. but any place where a sheet is being profiled is considered a manufacturing center so there are these sms or standardization marks which are issued by the authorities for each of the centers like we have profiling centers apart from athi river in eldoret mm. in nakuru so when we will print the sheets we are just about to implement that the back of the sheets which which will have the standardization mark the coating thickness which is there like uh, how many grams per square meter of the zinc al aluminum zinc coating which is there and um, uh, what is the color brand which is there and there are standards which are available like if we the east african standards that if it is a um, uh, resin coat how many uh, now we are giving a primer and two coats of color on that mm. so what is the total coating thickness which has to be there those standards are available and uh, we keep testing our products meet the standards so consumer a he can he or she can uh, make out from the mark from the back of the sheet mm. there is actually a jet print which will say that this is uh, and it is completely traceable right to the coil from which it has been produced mm-hmm. so this is again a matter of continuous education which we will do mm. and you know um, which i i i believe that you know like not that i feel but i believe mm-hmm. that you know uh, the consumers will take it up because sure. the kenyan consumers i have seen you know they they are active i'm saying in terms of you know when you when you have a quality product and you can even state guarantees that this quality product provides it's like a magnet for counterfeiting in my mind because you've already done the heavy lifting and you've said this thing is excellent it is good now counterfeit is essentially limitation so how do you prevent people who are in the counterfeit business because that is a cold business on its own from counterfeiting even some of these safety marks that you have these things that are supposed to distinguishing how does someone tell that this is a counterfeited uh, uh, security mark and this is the genuine one yeah it is not difficult to copy those things and you know i was in the paint industry for bulk uh, of majority of my career mm. and in fact their counterfeiting is much more widely prevalent in the paint industry and um it was not you know easy people can copy easily here what we uh, uh, we can only you know attempt to do i am saying we, we we can we cannot eliminate because we can only do what as an organization what uh, you know uh, we can do to spread awareness but uh, uh, we also have our um, uh, legal and security teams which actually uh, engage with the distributors that as and when they find such material then they inform us and then we work with the government authorities also to get those goods seized so but it's a it's a constant battle which you know we we cannot win that battle but we can only you know through consumer education mm-hmm. and through what to communicating what mrm stands for and what are the uh, drawbacks of using a poor quality roof mm-hmm. only we can uh, no aim to move in that direction and i think that's a very important point for 
people just to understand so so what so what if i buy a, a mabati sheet that manish says is bad quality sini mabati is mabati mabati you'll come and explain to us why it's important then to consider quality and why we need to avoid the substandard but let's take a break this is the situation room the only way to start your day manish mehra is the ceo of mabati rolling mills we're talking about product warranty manish you started asking ourselves so what is it that somebody looks out for when they are buying what do they think of when they think of buying mabati number one roof over their head that is a basic hire mm. second thing second thing is uh, you know how uh, will it look like whether it will help my status okay or you know whether it complements the lifestyle which i have uh, because you know as what i I've, i've been here for less than 2 years but what i've seen is you know as people get affluent they would like to have a house in their countryside yes they would like to build you know a villa or uh, maybe a suburb of nairobi or even outside so mm. and there they want only the best actually Yep. and you know they they uh, they do not want the plain sheets which we have to offer mm-hmm. they would like to have the tile profiles yes which are the more premium ones and now we have something even more premium uh, called the stone coated tiles mm-hmm. which is called lifestyle so you know uh, they would want that and uh, uh, you know in some of the advertisements also which we have done in the past you know we have uh, a family uh, the husband and wife and the children you know when the roofs roof has been put then the neighbors come and then they are all standing outside and proudly showing the roof to them mm. <laughs> so these are some of the advertisements which we have done i'm not saying we are unique in that it's about status right. status so you're thinking of, of of a roof over your head but on that roof must communicate something yeah about you aha uh-huh. third thing yeah and you know that uh, basically you know how uh, of course the roof then you know of course it should not have any uh, scratches or you know it should not have any, any bends which are there yeah so which all points to you know it's not only about the what goes on the the sheet itself in terms of the uh, uh, the, the the metal and the paint it's also in terms of the how it has care has been taken mm. to profile the sheets uh, which are which is which is done at different centers mm. so all that you know means that we have to keep the she- coils in a certain condition so that when they are put in the profiler they come out well mm. so we have initiatives called product care which we have uh, embarked upon few years ago mm-hmm. which is to say that every job which is done uh, by the operations team at different centers there is a certain way of stacking the coils certain way of you know taking out the sheets from the profilers certain way of stacking how many Uh, sheets in one bundle you need to keep so that you know the workers can live there properly and put on the truck so it it is lot of those things as well mm. so it's like you know treating it as if uh, you know uh, you know when you think of an iron sheet it looks like an, an industrial product you know it's not one of those you know <laughs> soaps or shampoos or not but you know you have to give it that care sure so that's yeah. what you know we we try to encourage you mentioned earlier i think it's a really important here in terms of quality control that you can actually trace back a sheet to the original production and even the stack that it came from and when we look at quality control those things are very important because like eric talked about earlier we're looking at sometimes you know god forbid a collapsed building you know 
and you're not really able to trace to the very brick, to the very individual who signed off on something. So when you're looking at quality control and the process through which you want to go back, I mean, in an unfortunate situation, we often lack that control in terms of traceability. How do you see that that has actually helped to maintain levels or index of quality uh, in the market? How has it helped even for people to say, well, okay, this is somebody that I can trust them to use their product because I can see from end to end production to use. Yeah. So uh, what we have uh, done is we have embarked upon uh, tightening our complaint handling uh, timelines. Earlier, it used to take, you know, from the time the complaint has been raised by a consumer, which is either a faded roof or, you know, those things can happen. Mm. Till the time the final replacement or the revision has been done, it used to take a lot of time. It, used, it could take up to two months' time. So what we have done is that now we want to crash this time to less than a month. Mm -hmm. So the moment the complaint is logged in, it, it's into our, in our system. And then we send a, uh, personnel to the site to investigate. Because you still need to see, as Mr. Booga, whether the sheet is indeed ours or not. Because here, when a complaint comes, yeah. the first instance which comes to mind to the consumer is the MRM product. Yep. And there have been many instances when the people have gone, it has not been an MRM product. <laughs> it has been some other company's product. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's the first step, the investigation. And then when they, that is done, they relay back to our quality team, Maria Kani, to do the testing. And uh, we have the records of uh, the tests which have been done on those sheets uh, in the quality control lab uh, in Mariakani and whether indeed you know there was a problem or not and there are cases where you know there have been problems where we say that yes the complaint is accepted mm -hmm. it's a genuine complaint and we will replace the roofs mm -hmm. sometimes the replacements do take time because uh, uh, replacing a roof is not like you know you just uh, any other product you you have a defective piece you just go and give it back to them because sometimes there is a, a small solar panel on the roof yeah and you know then the, the consumer has to really you know um, uh, inconvenience himself or herself to maybe let the people come remove that and then we give the sheet sometimes they, these things they do take time and uh, there are also cases where uh, uh, consumers say no it's not only the sheet you also give us the labor for redoing the sheet. Mm -hmm. It's not only that. So, we, we listen to that. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, something that comes to mind, when you have a product, a quality product, in your research and in your findings and in your experience, what do you find attracts people more? The prestige that accompanies the product? Is it the quality or is it a combination of the two? Yeah, what comes first? Prestige or the quality? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in MRM's case, I can say um, it is the prestige which comes first because the consumers place immense faith on MRM and uh, because the fact that it has been there for so long, some of them they associated with the, the owners of the company and those owners today are doing wonderful work. Dr. Chandaria is very well known. So they associate with that and they say, no, no, we want to use MRM. And you know, it is in that... Uh, uh, spirit that we would like to kind of give back to the consumer that because they place this kind of trust and faith in us then we, we cannot fail them and that has been one of the primary reasons for launching the product warranty 
and uh, of course the trust has come over usage only which is the quality part of it but in a typical lifetime a consumer maybe roofs maybe twice maximum not more than that because a good roof can last for 15 20 years hmm. so practically you do not get too many chances to build brands unlike consumer products fast moving where the usage is extremely high it's like you use on a daily basis here if you miss a consumer right now to a profiler for whatever reason whether it's price 15 years or availability then it's gone 15 years or i'm saying if mm. the, there's some problem happens then he or she can come back in 3 4 years mm. so it's a very um, uh, it's not an easy task to you know keep communicating and and you have to catch the consumer at the uh, at that cycle of purchase yeah. where the decision is being taken mm. so yes to answer mr buga is is that prestige which comes in case of mrm that you know if we go and if we have done researches how many consumers think of roofing with mrm out of 10 9 think of roofing that of roofing with mrm mm-hmm. but what's our market share it's not more than 4 we lose 5 for various reasons some of which are you know consumer goes a product is not available at that time mm-hmm. or the consumer wants the product in 2 days because a roof is something which you know he or she is finishing the house and then you know in the end it's like that's the next that's the point they want a roof the point they want it and they want it like now so like in 2 days and some of these tasks can be done by a smaller player mm. who's next door to them mm. like in nakuru or in kisumu there are profilers so he will go to the next door profiler and whereas we we will supply to him maybe in a week or 10 days but yeah. sometimes they don't want to wait so those challenges are there but yeah. uh, so with prestige comes cost right so where do you place yourself in the market in terms of how much then it costs um are you the most expensive so cost leadership is something which uh, we are still on our journey actually mm. we have not yet I would not say that we have reached there actually mm. as being a cost leader. Now when I mean when I say a cost leader it does not mean to make low quality products. Mm. It is it means that every part of the organization is tight in terms of the efficiencies which we are able to derive whether it is in manufacturing whether it is in servicing mm. reaching the product to the last mile. We are still on that journey. In fact that is one of the key focus areas in the next few years. that uh, you know we want to achieve cost leadership as well mm. how do you combine prestige and economy because people want something that provides that image of quality but they would be perhaps happier if they also knew that they could get that prestige and not pay as much as one ordinarily could for such a premium project so uh, how is this balanced meaning right up the scale somebody wants the sort of product that when you say premium yes everything attached to it you know full well this one is going to cost you there's no question about it yeah. okay that's right and yet you can have something which is probably even half that cost or slightly less but the prestige isn't actually lost it's just that there'll be a little less of what the other product has uh, it's like the first and business class mm. eh? there's prestige in both one just has a little more than what the other one has but 
you, you cannot say that you're going to be uncomfortable mm. and you cannot say that things are really not as good as they ought to be. And you're on the same plane. And you're on the same plane as good in the same destination. So uh, that is where technology comes in. That is where investments come in. And uh, we have just done that. Uh, we have uh, um, just commissioned our stone cold manufacturing line in Athi River mm. just uh, less than six months ago. And with it, what we are offering is we are making a product which is made here instead of the product which was being imported. Mm -hmm. With that, the cost comes down because then we were paying duties on the imports. Now we are manufacturing and we are not retaining the savings. We have passed on that to the consumer actually. Mm -hmm. Today, if you go to buy our stone coated tiles, they are as competitive as they can be. So that is where, Subhuga, to, to answer your question, we are offering the best Mm -hmm. At a price which is extremely competitive. You know, let me give you a parallel and where my mind was going with this. I am looking at some of the vehicles that were imported into the country when I was a much younger person. I was a much younger person at some point. And the bare minimum that some of these vehicles had, and they were supposedly tropicalized because they were imported. And then there's a small country in Southeast Asia called Japan came into that same market. What were considered extras became normal, like a radio. When other people caught up with the radio, then they had a radio plus a cassette player. Mm. Then when others caught up, now they had a whole music system in the car as just normal. So it didn't matter what size of car it was, but you got it and you knew, I have something similar to what someone else who has perhaps a far more expensive car has. I'm just giving you use that as a parallel, yeah. all right? Now, that's what was running through my mind. And I'm thinking, okay, I want to buy corrugated iron sheets. Mm. But how do I combine the budget that I have with prestige? Where I know, okay, I'm not at the very top of this particular prestige ladder, but I'm not doing too badly with this one here. I'm actually okay. Where that person who is at the top of that is chatting, I can also contribute and say, well, you know, actually, uh, this product of mine is also, mm. yes. Yeah. yeah, I can uh, attempt to answer your question. Uh, we do not want to sell only sheets. We want to sell a complete solution, what we call the building solutions, basically. So along with the sheets, we have the fix, the fasteners. We have the polycarbonate sheets. We have the accessories, which are valleys and flashings, which go. So it's a complete package. We want to be the one-stop shop in building solutions. So then, you know, the because the consumer, if he or she were to buy those things from some other source, then it would be like paying a certain cost to some other supplier, which might not be so convenient mm. to even find those products at the right time. Mm. So we are pitching ourselves to... Uh, so more and more in sheets, we will become competitive. In the sheets alone yeah because we'll sell as a package yeah because the market is going to change in the next five years and when i'm talking not only in kenya in east africa mm. there are a lot of new capacities which are coming in in this industry in the next uh, three to five years mm. so it becomes a bigger offering for clients that's right i'm thinking then in terms of like you said creating awareness and walking the journey with a customer Building on what MRM is. MRM is a brand, it's a well-known brand. It, it has got heritage. It's over 60 years old. 
And like you said, many people, when they think of roofing solutions, they'll think MRM. Then you lose them somewhere along the way. Part of the reason is because they don't know what to think of when they start to build a home. It's just capturing us at that point of dreaming of owning a home from the moment of uh, deciding that this is when I, where I want to build my home to starting to build, to dig, digging up the foundation. And if MRM is involved in walking the journey with me, then I need to understand, all right, so this is the house I've built and these are the roofing needs for my home so that MRM can then work ahead in terms of making sure that by the time I need the roof to arrive, the roof is actually here. So, and this is where technology comes in. You've said you've actually used a lot of technology. You've uh, embraced technology. How are you using technology for your distribution and customer support? We launched uh, 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 an e-commerce uh, platform more than two years ago. And that was for consumers to come uh, online, come to our uh, platform and then be able to buy the products. Uh, we are going into the sec another phase of that platform, which is to connect our distributors uh, to place orders directly on this thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would also explore how we can get visibility to their inventories so that, you know, we can set up some kind of reorder levels. Uh, of course, there, you know, you need to have that kind of trust with the distributors because sometimes it's not so easy for them to uh, for them to give you their information to, to their own yes <laughs> yeah, yeah but that is something which uh, we would uh, we would like to do in terms of uh, uh, taking taking the next step uh, there mm -hmm. Mm. how do you think um, I'm going to come back because I think it's a, one of those challenges that you face on a daily basis and we're coming back to the substandard but then looking at it from a government point of view that oftentimes governments grapple with how then do we deal with protecting citizenry against then having to buy or consume you know substandard or you know counterfeit whatever it is how do you think as you know obvious leaders in the market that you can then buddy up with government to then be able to tackle this substandard issue because i see it as what well, you you're practicing in that space government is focusing on a daily basis how do we rid you know the economy or the country of substandard or counterfeit but if there are leaders in the market who can say well we know what it ought to be we can help to set regulation can you see yourselves in a partnership with government and say well look let's work together to make sure that what we are delivering across the market is top-notch quality so what we are doing is we uh, work actively with the government to uh, build uh, or recommend standards for some of the newer things which are coming in. Like some of the newer things which have been introduced in the market are the pre-engineered buildings mm -hmm. through our subsidiary called Suffol Building Systems. Uh, that uh, Before that there was a standard for trussing system mm -hmm. which is called Ultraspan. And now currently we are in the process of having a standard for cold rooms uh, which are uh, uh, made with the Panels, mm -hmm. insulated panels. Panel, panel is a big market here. Mm. Right now, many of the things are being imported, but we have started manufacturing last year. Mm -hmm. So one is uh, which is working with the government to have these standards written. Mm -hmm. So that's where we give the inputs, mm -hmm. yes. being the industry experts. Mm -hmm. The other is in partnership with other industries and taking the umbrella of Kenya Sujana Manufacturers, which is KAM, yes. to engage with the government on a on a regular basis and to you know. Uh, partner with them uh, for any initiatives, any support uh, which is required from our side to um, uh, 
you know give the info because sometimes you know it's it's a matter of providing information mm-hmm. that you know information on what is substandard and what is quality yeah. so we also have to be open uh, as an industry mm. to share that with the government and then i i, I suppose it's a, it's a continuous uh, engagement at different levels and uh, which we do and uh, we also have lot of partnerships in the csr space which we do uh, uh, with that also you know Mm. helps that you know it is not only uh, for uh, making profits it is you know there's a larger cause which the organization engages in mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of you know uh, providing that to the citizen citizenry of 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 Kenya Manish thank you very much for coming in and sharing all the work that you are doing at MRM and also creating awareness about their product warranty and that if you go and buy an MRM product today it comes in with the warranty it tells you this is quality and we can trace it back like you said you can look at the mark uh, jet printed mark and others that you are introducing for us to know this is quality and it's better it's going to last you longer mm-hmm. give you more value for money than anything else in the market it's important for all of us to know this manish mera is the ceo at mabati rolling mills that's mrm he's been here this morning telling us about roofing solutions the lo- roofing solutions industry in kenya and the MRM product warranty. Keep it here for more conversations coming up in the next hour. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.